Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. She's called The hideaway is open tonight. I licked at it or whatever. You know, quicksand is that the equivalent is made out of dicks, 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 dicks. It's banter. What do you think about Brexit? What's fine? Does that mean we won't have any cheese? Are you joking? You are a liar, actress. 100% white type on paper. Hello, and welcome to She's Got the Chat. This is Ari, and this week I am solo. Not fully solo, but without my co-host Mara because she is living it up in the Big Apple. And so I am here with some very exciting guests for our off-season series, Gather Around the Fire Pit. So this week, we are so humbled, so honored, so overjoyed to welcome to the podcast Lucy and Julia. Lucy lives in Baltimore, like my co-host, Mara, (laughs) and works as a case manager for Refugee Resettlement. And importantly, she is also the co-host of an extremely important pop culture podcast, Vocally Fried. And we'll ask you a little bit more about that. But if you are interested, please go listen to Vocally Fried wherever you stream podcasts. I was on an episode that came out December 13th, 2022, which I was shocked about when I looked it up this morning because I thought it was much more recent than that called Never Prank About Infidelity. And so if that piques your interest at all, go take a listen. Julia is a dance teacher, a dancer. She lives in Durham, North Carolina, I was told this morning. And then when I sent her the link for the podcast, I realized or was, you know, reminded that she actually lives there to go to Duke. So she's currently going to grad school studying dance and the environment. And I need to know more about that. But for now, (laughs) that's all I'll intro. So Lucy and Julia, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having us. <laughs> Hi, thanks. <laughs> Wonderful yeah. introduction. <laughs> oh, good. Well, what did I leave out? I know that the, the most important thing that I left out is how we all know each other. So who would mm-hmm. like to share about that? 
Well, me and Ari are, we were randomly assigned dorm roommates in college. Freshman year. Best friends and voluntary roommates. After <laughs> freshman um, it was touch and go, but we did we did then choose to live together. Yeah, <laughs> highly codependent roommates. Um, and then me and Julia. Julia is my original best friend, hometown best friend. <laughs> um, we met when. Probably we were like nine, or I guess you're a year older than me. <laughs> mm, I think we met before that. Our moms both worked at the same school, mm-hmm. and so we would kind of like run around and play when they had work. I think it was probably during the summer one day, but yeah. then after a couple years, I transferred to Lucy's school, so we caused all kinds of ruckus, mischief. Yeah. <laughs> Man-ish. shenanigans the, the og shenanigans <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we split we split to different coasts and then lucy met ari yes and now ari and i know each other through lucy Correct. yeah julia visited during college one time and then yeah. ari you visited like a couple years ago yeah, when it's Julia the infamous trip Baltimore. that you have discussed recently on Vocally Fried, where Elkis and Rocket <laughs> got to oh, know each yeah. other. I was I was present for the first part of that trip, and yeah, it's actually crazy because I do think uh, Julie and I have only met in person twice. Yeah, yeah that, that's, I think it was it probably a lot more. of. A lot of FaceTimes during college and stuff like that. And, like, Snapchatting. And one of the crazy things is that the first time that you and Ella, that I met you guys, who are Lucy's childhood best friends, shout out Ella and her baby. (laughs) So (laughs) exciting. Very cute baby. Um, (laughs) It was maybe, like, two weeks into me dating... Gabe, who I've now been with for almost six years. Oh my god, that was only two weeks in? Yes, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh, I remember you guys were like cooking dinner together, and it was I like know. so cute. And then, I I don't know why I remember this, but like you put cinnamon, cinnamon. in the chili. Cinnamon! <laughs> <Instead of cayenne. laughs> oh my god. I, I remember that because you, Julia, have brought it up to me <laughs> ever since. <laughs> We I, like, had a lot. I think it's like an intrusive thought every time I cook something. I'm like cinnamon. <laughs> You're like not cinnamon. That is so funny. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, well, Lucy slash Spike, can you tell us a little bit about Vocally Fried? Yeah. So, Vocally Fried is my podcast about what's in, what's out, and what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Um. And me and our other college best friend, Elkis, do it together. And we are famous for our vocal fry. As am I. I think, yeah, Ari is also famous (laughs) for that. (laughs) Julia, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not as famous. I, like, mimic people when I talk. So, like, I'm sure by the end of this podcast, I will also have vocal fry. (laughs) Yeah. Good. That's that's, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we're spreading vocal fry across the nation through our podcast. And (laughs) we have on guests a lot. We have two exciting upcoming episodes, one with our friend who's a Broadway star and one with our other friend who's part of the writer's strike. So if any of that interests you, please tune in. Yes, I absolutely will be tuning in as your most loyal fryer. <laughs> Already yeah. coined the term fryer. I think I did. <laughs> cool, yeah. And as I said before, available wherever you get your podcasts, correct? Yeah, thanks for the plug. <laughs> oh my god, of course. And uh, Julia... I knew that you were setting something to do with dance, and then I was writing the intros this morning and texted Lucy and was like, what? Where does Julia live and what is she doing? (laughs) And she said she's studying dance and the environment, and I think I need just a little bit more of an explanation, if you would. Yeah, so my undergraduate program, I was a dance major and an environmental studies major, and I just went through like the typical environmental studies coursework focusing on social dimensions of environmental issues, because I am not a woman in STEM. (laughs) And then I taught in private schools and public schools in Baltimore for four years, just teaching dance and theater. And then I wanted to go back to school. So I'm in this interdisciplinary MFA at Duke, where I'm taking ecological issues, again, like the social dimensions. So like the philosophical concepts, ethics, things like that, and using it to inform my choreography. Wow. I don't know if that made any sense because I'm like in this whole academic world where like sometimes you start talking and yeah, and and nothing's like real words, but yeah, just let me know. Yeah, no, no, no. That makes sense to me. So how long is your program and how far into it are you and what do you ideally gonna do afterwards maybe that's a stressful question (laughs) I can start with that I have no idea okay Um, so like some sometime around this fall I'll kind of figure that out but right now I'm focusing on my thesis which will be presented in February Mm. so it's a two-year program I'm like halfway done so yeah like an MFA is a terminal degree, so there's the potential to go into higher ed, like, teaching or research. Also, like, I'm a big nerd who's is trying to escape student loan payments, so I might get a PhD after. We'll see. Wow. <laughs> Just to, pu- to push the loan payments further and further <laughs> down the road. Doc- no. Dr. Julia. Daddy oh, Biden, Dr. what are you doing? <laughs> We're waiting. We're waiting. <laughs> um... No, just because I really like school and this program was only two years and I just feel like I'm really getting back into it. It goes by quickly, two years. And it's like a, it's a fine arts program. So my main focus is really dancing and making and creating. And then um, I just think that I might have interest in going to a PhD where I could focus more on the writing and really Mm -hmm. get in deep with that. Mm. But we shall see. Got it. Cool. Well, thank I you for sharing you. that. <laughs> that decision. Yeah. I do too. And <laughs> as you were talking, I was kind of realizing that the reason that I initially, well, obviously I met Mara through Bachelor stuff, but mm-hmm. the reason I initially met her in person was because Julia was living in Baltimore and then Lucy moved to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I run an influential circle where I make all my friends move to me. <laughs> and then you leave. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but I'm, like, working on people getting down to North Carolina because I just, like, can't explain how much nicer life is down here. Wait, pitch yes. it. Pitch it. So chill. So this weekend, or this week, I guess, because it was, like, Tuesday and Wednesday, I went to the beach, which is, like, two hours away from Durham, mm-hmm. two and a half, and it's, like, a straight drive on the most gorgeous highway, just, like, green trees and no traffic, and you can just, like, zoom over there anytime. And if you try to go 45 minutes away in Baltimore, it's, like, a nightmare. Like, driving there sucks yeah, so bad. It's a traumatic experience. There's you always almost accidents. Get in, like, it feels like playing downs. a video, like a car video game where you're getting, like, oh, attacked God. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have to be, like, extremely vigilant. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... I developed anxiety disorders around cars, life in general. Like, mm-hmm. parking was really stressful and scary and, like, yeah. Like, your car was always getting broken into. Yes. And, I mean, I did like Baltimore while I was there, but then as soon as I moved here, I was like, oh. <laughs> it's because life is just so much more chill. Yeah, like, your mm-hmm. nerves were actually able to, like... Mm-hmm. chill for a second yeah and i like have a townhouse with a pool like i have a pool and it's like oh my god <laughs> sorry for saying it like that <laughs> i thought you meant a pew like in a church and i was like great no, i have this, i always say that i don't know why but i like i the stress of trying to find somewhere to just like be in a swimsuit and be in the sun in Baltimore was like so annoying. Like we were, we ended mm-hmm. up at this place where we would pay twenty five dollars a day. Do you remember that yeah. place, Lucy? And no, like people it's... die there. Like it's like a place <laughs> that you should not go swimming because it's like a swimming hole where people like have re- frequently gotten injured. Yeah, it's that is one of my biggest like complaints about Baltimore. The swimming aspect, because... I know, because it's hot there. It's hot and humid. It's the hottest place I've... Or, I should say, the most humid place I've ever lived. Like, it's very swampy. And in the summer, like, where we grew... Where me and Julia grew up in Michigan, and also when we lived in Portland, there's always, like, rivers or lakes where you can kind of just go lay on a dock somewhere for free, or, like, go lay at a park... It was never really an issue, but for some reason, like, even though Baltimore is on the water, like, on the bay, you can't go swimming in there. It's, like, super toxic. Yeah. And I feel like every time I go and sit in a park here by myself, something really weird happens. (laughs) Because, like, it's just not the most populated city, so, like, you'll go be sitting in a park and you're the only person there, and then, like, someone will come up and be like, hey, wanna be friends? <laughs> or, like, a dog once, like, mauled me. Oh, no! <laughs> We're not dog lovers, I hate to... No. <laughs> no, the entire pod rests against... Baltimore. Oh, my God, Mara's, like, gone for one week and it's just Baltimore and dog, dog slander. <laughs> I don't want to slander Baltimore. Like I live here, yeah, and no, like I like it. But the <laughs> the the thing about like pools in the summer is like comical. Like there's good yeah. pu- there's good public pools, and I do go. But 
you're not allowed to bring anything in with you. You have to, like, walk through a waterfall because they don't want you to bring in, like, a gun or something like that. Wait, and walking through a waterfall <laughs> will prevent you from... Because all anything would get wet. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you can't bring your phone in. You can't bring a towel. To go to a public pool, you have to walk through a waterfall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like a man-made waterfall. <laughs> like, you get soaking wet and you're not allowed would to Would that bring... ruin a gun? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. But you're not allowed to bring in, like, your phone or a book or anything like that. So... And they're only open for, like, one hour at a time. What the fuck? <laughs> and then they'll close and then open up, like, an hour later. And so you can't just, like, you have to go in and, like, swim laps for an hour and then leave. <laughs> Wait, when you leave, do you have to also walk through the waterfall? <laughs> yeah, you do. And then you go get your stuff, which is in, like, a locker or something. But it makes it so you can't go, like, lay by the pool anywhere. It's really annoying. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, the process No, I was going to say, this is providing a lot of context to why, like, Julia is so happy with her (laughs) pool and her backyard. Yeah, Julia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't even comprehend the, like, number of rules and, like, timing regulations. Because, like, if I wake up and I want to go, like, be half naked by a body of water, I just want to do that. I don't want to have to, like, wait for a certain time or, like... Be, like, at 10.20 I can enter oh and God. at 12.15 register, I have to, like, sign up. Yeah. No. Anyway, but so... you're a big pool lounger, girl. I am. Every day, literally every single day. My roommates make fun of me because I'll come home from class and then, like, come <laughs> back downstairs two seconds later with the sun hat and, like, a cover-up, and they'll be like... It's very yeah, well excellent. Thank vibe. you, Spike. <laughs> yes, great transition <laughs> i would thrive lounging on those chairs and sucking on a water bottle all day <laughs> suckling wait i wanted to show you i have a suckly water bottle i usually have my love island water oh bottle gosh. to record but it's dirty but it is like it adds to the vibe but yes you're right a great transition so can you <laughs> tell us how you were introduced to love island and i'll ask julia first because i think that will lead into Lucy. Yeah. I had a friend in college who was like my reality TV connoisseur because I didn't grow up with cable or, and so like I had Netflix and stuff, but there wasn't reality TV on Netflix for a long time. No. So I didn't know anything about like Bravo or reality channels. And she got me into Vanderpump Rules. And once I started that, I was like, I trust any recommendation. So when mm-hmm. she was like, yeah, Love Island is like so bad it's so good then it took me a couple years but then I got into it I think I started around like UK season five maybe and I went back in time and caught up a little okay and uh Lucy I keep wanting to call you Spike because that's your name (laughs) you can call me (laughs) (laughs) well Julia introduced me to Love Island actually kind of like somewhat recently I think it, it was maybe... honestly, we were on vacation and I was so obsessed uh-huh. that even That's though we were like happens. together, I couldn't stop watching it every day. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, basically you can watch it with me or like I'm going to go away for an hour. <laughs> yeah, we were with like my family at the beach and Julia was like inside watching Love <laughs> 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 No, we were at that hotel after, and 
I was like catching up on the ones I missed. Yeah, but I remember the first time I watched it, which was with you that time, it stressed me out more than like anything I've ever seen. Because I don't know if it was Casa Amor or what was happening at that point, but it was just like, I was like, I don't think I can watch that again. Like, I have anxiety now. (laughs) But then, like, later, maybe the next year, I watched, like, the season of Love Island Australia that was happening at the time. I think we watched Mm -hmm. it together, like, simultaneously. Yeah. And then I watched the most recent season of Love Island UK, which the one we're probably going to talk about today. Yeah. So I'm kind of new to it, but it's my favorite reality TV show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just, I've been obviously told for years and years and years that I have to watch Vanderpump Rules, and I am officially on season two. And Yes. Okay, I was going to say, it's if so something's going to get you into it, it has to be like the current events, right? I now. know yeah. about the current events is the pro. I mean, it's like half a problem, half not a problem, because I'm like watching all these storylines unfold of them being like, no, I, pr- I didn't cheat on you with her. And I'm like, yes, you fucking did. And you will for years yeah. to come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like, so much yeah. cheating in that show. There's so yeah, much cheating. I'm glad to have watched it at a time where nothing was spoiled. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I truly fell for every like flip and turn right 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 it was like craziness i did fall for season one jacks jacks being like i didn't cheat on you spoiler alert jacks being like i didn't cheat on you and get that girl pregnant in vegas that was years ago i was like i believe him because i was like Mm -hmm. saucy's like abusive i was fully team jacks all of season one It's like, Saucy is it horrible, couldn't be but... written better the way yeah. that every villain becomes a hero. Yeah. Like, it could not be written better. Like, and everyone you like, again. you don't like <laughs> later and all that stuff. Like, to be fair, I never liked the Toms, but I never suspected they were as evil Bad, as they yeah. are now. Yeah. I feel like I don't even know Tom Schwartz yet, but Sandoval His, is like, like introduction schmack. is hilarious. Like, when he gets like one third of the way through a bartending shift and just leaves <laughs> okay <laughs> so i watched the one episode where katie was telling lisa like to i want to i want to hire and she was like no and that's all i've seen so far <laughs> oh my god you know it's, it's so well i don't want to give anything away but it's okay i like i'm everything. re-watching with rocket um and spike has a boyfriend rocket sprocket and we're at the part where ariana starts bartending at sir and everyone is. that's where i am too loose there's something going on between tom about it (laughs) Yeah, yeah we're in sync that's funny yeah and we had a Vanderpump-themed birthday party last year at my birthday. <laughs> and we wore the sir dresses. Pieces of fabric. <laughs> yeah. I also just feel like I have never seen a show with someone named Ariana, which I appreciate and love. Yeah, I don't know if there's another show with an Ariana. There is, and it's called hmm. She's Got the Chat. <laughs> okay, anyway. 
So you, Julia, you said that you went back and watched some of the old seasons after you started around season five. So how many seasons, like what seasons have you seen and have you seen other iterations, both of you, including U.S. Mm -hmm. and Australia? Actually, now that I think about it, the first season I watched all the way through was Australia season one. Okay. And so then I started getting into the UK one because I knew it was the OG. But I would say like Australia seasons one and maybe two are my faves. I love. I agree. Mara thinks that Australia has gotten better. And I thought that the first few seasons of Australia were like some of the best seasons. Yeah. 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 And then I on I don't think I've watched every single UK. I've started some of them and just kind of like trailed off once the current seasons come out. But I've seen most of them and I listen to the other Love Island podcasts religiously. So I'm I know like the lore. <laughs> Wait, what other Love Island podcasts? Well, there's like the official Love Island podcast. Oh, like the After Center Yeah, and they will have a lot of, like, former guests and, like, former – or whatever they're called, former Islanders. Islanders. And, like, those Islanders also sometimes host. And so I just learned a lot about, like, the seasons that I didn't see. Right. And Chris and Dave's reality TV cast is a really good Love Island podcast. They cover other shows, too, that I don't listen to, but they are, like, just, like, two bros who are, like, for some reason obsessed. British (laughs) British bros. <laughs> That's why. Because everyone yeah. in the UK loves Love Island. Yeah. And I won't watch the US one. It's way too cringe. It's like, Valid. I also can't watch The Bachelor because it just upsets me. Like, it's too... I feel bad for everyone on it. And I feel mm. like something about the accents on UK and US, like, cancels out the cringe for me. You mean on UK and Australia? Yeah, UK and Australia. Yeah, 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 the accents and the so slang. No, that's, like, genuinely a common response to, like, why people like the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, what about you, Liz? Well, so I think the one that got me into it was Australia season three, I want to say. This was the Mitch one with, like, Pod? Jess and Aaron. Aaron, who oh, came yeah. on season nine of UK. It was, like, the... The season that With, like, Mitch, Mitch and won. Tina won. Tina, yeah. So that got me into it. And then I started watching UK, of course, Ek and Sue and Davide. My OTP. I know. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. And then this season. And I, I tried, I actually tried watching the most recent season of Australia and I didn't like it. I couldn't, I disagree with Mara. I like couldn't get into it. I found it so boring and didn't like any of the contestants. Yeah. I didn't like any of the twists. I feel like there what weren't were the really twists? twists. They brought back Claudia after she was eliminated night one. And it's like, of course, she was going to be the star oh, right. of your season. Yeah, that one I did fall for. I did kind of like that one. But there was like, wasn't there like Twins Week and then X's Week and then X Islanders Week? And it was just like mm. way too many things. And nobody right. liked any of the people. Like none of those people made it into couples. So they brought... Claudia's ex. I just feel like they've done it more successfully in other seasons. No, they definitely have. Like the Gemma's. Yeah. Gemma and Jack's. That was way better. 
well, except for I hated Jax, mm. but I thought it was funny how they handled it. They had Jess come back from the date with her best friend in the villa, Claudia's ex, and she's, like, explaining this guy to them. They're like, this is his name, he's this old, he's, like, American. Mm-hmm. And Claudia, you, you just, like, see story. her realize. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Other than that, I agree. What else did they do? What was the other thing? They brought Mitch said? and Tina back. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I didn't make yes. it that far. <laughs> so they broke up. Like, uh, yeah. as most of them do. And then they brought them both back, like, as bombshells. Yeah. And then they just got back together. <laughs> I know. And I don't. And really, then they broke up again. They should. Yeah. They, like, That's shouldn't stupid. have the opportunity to win again. So what's the point of bringing no. them back? Mm-hmm. I know. I thought it was so stupid. But they were like, we just, like, we are in this place where, like, our relationship blossomed. And, like, how could we not fall back in love? And then it was just, like, very boring Jeez. from that point yeah. forward. Okay, so we're on the same page. Mara is wrong. Dog suck. Baltimore sucks. Love Island. More recent season sucks. <laughs> so tell me about then the UK seasons that you have seen. Obviously, we're all stands of Ekin and Davide. Was that kind of, I mean, what really kind of solidified it being your favorite reality show, Luce? Season eight? Um. I don't know. I feel like more than the particular seasons, I just like the premise of it the most. Like, it feels like the lowest stakes reality show in a way, where it's like, maybe at the end of this, I'll have a BF or a GF. Maybe we'll say, I love you. Probably we won't. Probably one of us will say it and the other one will. It's like more (laughs) real life. Like... And then in The Bachelor, it's, like, competing to marry someone. It's just, like, so clearly not real at all. But then on Love Island, I'm, like, I do, like, I feel like after this season, season nine, that, like, some of the couples are still together. And, like, I believe that they have, like, actual relationships, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would for sure, like, if I liked the person. Yeah be able to have a real relationship over like six weeks together 24 7 like it's just yeah. like a little bit more realistic like the amount of time they spend together they actually mm-hmm. do know whether or not they like each other right like they yeah. spend significantly more time together to maybe just get to saying i love you or being mm-hmm. boyfriend girlfriend or being exclusive at the end whereas yeah, on bachelor it's like exclusive. a total of like 15 hours over the course of two months and then right. you're engaged yeah I also love that they're stuck together. Like, the eavesdropping element of it really speaks to me. (laughs) (laughs) All the, like, spying and sneaking that they do, that would be me 100%. It's so funny. I also loved how in this season... Well, I haven't seen that many seasons, so maybe they've done it before, but I liked how they put the two Casa Amores, like, next to each other so they could oh hear my each God. other laughing. Yeah. I've never seen like... that before. <laughs> that was so. fucking iconic. I feel like the villas, they can hear each other, but I don't know if they've been that close. No, I don't think so. And the only time that they really showed it, and I really wish that they had leaned more into it, but the only time that they really showed it was that first night when the male bombs had arrived but the boys were just still alone in the villa and yeah, they heard like the girls partying so with <laughs> and so then they funny. were like we have to sound like we're having more fun so <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh incredible um so how would you say that love island i feel like you explained this a little bit but how would you say that it compares to other reality tv shows that you have watched 
Mm. Well, it really just sucks you in with like a episode a day. Like you don't have a choice. <laughs> you just become yeah. dependent. <laughs> it's a drug. <laughs> it literally yes. is. And it's like very hard actually to get other people into it until they watch it because the concept of 50 episodes mm-hmm. is like very scary. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> yeah. But like, it does I have... overtake your life. Right. Yeah. But I feel like most people, once they actually watch it, they do start to care. And it's just... I really mm. liked that there was a winter season because I feel like that's usually when I watch the most TV, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that was perfect timing, but it's like harder to keep up in the summer because mm-hmm. there's more things to do. Okay, see, so I've heard this theory as well that like theoretically the winter seasons should be more successful because of that. Mm-hmm. but it, like, doesn't hit the same for a lot of people, and the winter seasons really? actually have, like, significantly lower ratings. I mean, the people that came out of the season have significantly lower followings. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's just in general, kind of, like, Instagram is not as much of a thing, but, like, Ekin was less than a year ago. She has, what, three million Instagram followers. I think the Instagram champion from this season is probably Jesse because she was also on Australia, and Will, because he she, had a following yeah, coming in. Yeah, they both in. had a head start. Right, but, like, neither of them have a million, I don't think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it has something to do with, like, mirroring. Like, in summer, we're also lounging by the pool in nice weather. Yeah. Yeah. And Hot girl like, summer. <laughs> yeah. And maybe have less going on. Like, I don't know. I feel like last summer I was, like, watching episodes at the airport. Like, watching episodes after you come in from a long day at the beach and, like, you just need to lounge. Like, Mm -hmm. but, yeah, I don't know why winter. I think it's, like, really, as much as I love it, I don't know that it has to happen twice a year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's I think people (laughs) probably just get oversaturated. Yeah, that is, like, 100 episodes of TV. (laughs) Which is... Even Which a bigger commitment, <laughs> but also even a bigger commitment than watching 100 episodes of TV a year is having a podcast recapping 100 episodes of TV a year. So <laughs> sure. I get it. You're in good company. <laughs> okay, so hi. Quick disclaimer. Um, we had technical difficulties and had to stop recording after we recorded the first half of this podcast due to those technical difficulties, but the good news is twofold. Number one, I get to adopt a vocally fried segment apology corner and apologize to Lucy and Julia for messing some things up when we tried to get on to re-record. The other good news is that we get to have here with us our very own Mara for the second Yay, half of this episode. I'm back! Here to defend dogs, here to defend Baltimore, and here to defend the later seasons of Love Island Australia, which if you didn't listen to the whole first half of the episode, Mara, Julia, yeah. and Lucy both agree with me that the first seasons of Love Island Australia were superior to the more recent recent seasons of Love Island Australia. Wow. So that is a hot of, take. It was a little bit of a scandalous 
episode in terms of <laughs> the level <laughs> of I love it. on this side yeah. is pretty strong. <laughs> yes, but we want you to have a voice. So before yeah. we before we continue <laughs> with our questions, I'm going to pass the the floor back to you. And okay. um, apology corner is now closed. I'm so deeply sorry. I love you both. Thank you for making this work. It's late on the East Coast, and I have a wonky work schedule. So here we are, Mara. The floor is yours. <laughs> okay. You guys thought the first seasons were better than the most recent? Yes. Wow. Well, specifically for me, I didn't like the most recent one. But I haven't okay. seen the I haven't seen one and two, I think. Yeah, Lucy's seen three and four. Okay. So you're really just comparing three to four. Mm-hmm. Got it. God, it's been so fucking long And she long also since didn't watch all them. of season four. We don't have to get into that. Let's get into the Baltimore season. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just a couple things. So I thought that your takes on driving were very funny. I don't know why you guys had so many difficulties <laughs> with driving around Baltimore. <laughs> I, when you were like, um, it's Lucy, I think you described it as like a go-karts race like or something like Like a video like game that. where you're being attacked <laughs> is what she said. <laughs> Yeah, that's my lived experience. <laughs> well, we're, we're here to deny your lived experience. <laughs> I don't want to deny it. I mean, people can drive pretty crazy here, but I think I'm used to it. And that was how I grew up. Like, I obviously I learned how to drive around here. So I don't know. But it depends also where you are, because on like in the city, in certain areas of the city, people are wild they'll run red lights they'll do whatever the fuck they want but then other parts other areas like when you get out to the county people are more like careless and stupid and like don't pay any attention to the road so it's a different kind of danger yeah, okay but we're sounds speaking all dangerous city dwellers midwestern girls <laughs> and city implants so yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no. i feel like yeah, me and Julia, we both grew up in, like, not exactly a small town, but kind of, would you say? Like, a university town. It's a small city. Yeah. It's not a town, though. Okay. And then I never really had a car until moving to Baltimore. This is true. Not for lack of trying. Yeah. <laughs> I would, on, on the rare occasion, I would borrow Ari or our other roommates' cars. But in Portland, people are so polite where we went to college. And so yes. you would like, it was like a joke. You'd get to like a four way stop sign and no one would go because everyone oh was God. trying to be polite. <laughs> Whereas that's a nightmare in Baltimore. I, I feel like it's funny because sometimes people will stop and not go, but just because they're like vibing and then other people will just blow through them. So there's really no rhyme or reason to it. <laughs> that is true. That's a, that's a fair uh, interpretation or perspective. <laughs> okay. And Mara, can you confirm that in order to go to a public pool, you have to walk through a waterfall? Okay. So, I have not been to any of the public pools in the city. Which pool were you guys talking about? Druid Hill? That's where I go. That's like closest to my house. Yeah, I feel like my my friend has gone there a couple of times for the adult swim in the mornings. Mm -hmm. And she didn't mention any waterfalls. You definitely do <laughs> for the adult swim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. What They make you go under a waterfall to like, what, make sure you don't have anything on you? Yeah. 
Apparently. That's... I can't say I'm shocked. <laughs> no, I, I understand why they do it. It's just annoying. <laughs> I That is annoying. I actually, so I wanted to give you guys suggestions if you're ever in Baltimore. For those who you can't can see, go swimming. which is, again, everyone, Mara is holding up handwritten <laughs> notes <laughs> on a post-it. <laughs> on a little post-it. <laughs> okay, so couple things. So, first of all, Pot Rocks. Lucy, I saw you there. Oh, yeah. I know you know it yeah. exists. It's, That's a great swimming spot. Yeah. It's a little love. further. It's Yeah, it's like 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah, it's a little further out, but that's a, not a terrible option if you need something quick. Not far from there is also just like the Gunpowder River. I usually go tubing down it every summer with my friends. And then there's also Calvert Cliffs, which is further but they have fo- you can hunt fossils there. Hunt fossils on the beach. <laughs> you can like they find may fossils. Run away. <laughs> <laughs> the fossils are actually horseshoe crabs. No, I'm just kidding. They are actually fossils. Fun fact. No, but um, they are just like old fossils on the beach. Um, but that that's like a little bit further of a drive. Um, and then. Something I always like to do is I set up a baby pool in my backyard. Yeah. Yes. Hot days. We, we had a pool that. last year. I yes. feel like it just became, at least when I was there, Julia, like a mosquito hatching ground. <laughs> oh, well, you have to dump it after every use. Uh, otherwise, it will hard be. Hard to remember. Yeah. <laughs> and ours, I think ours <laughs> deflated after a few uses, too. Like, we had a blow up one. And so... Yeah. Those don't really last more than one summer, I feel. Unless, I'm sure you could invest. I've got one. The top, it's like three sections of inflatable. The, only the top section's deflated, which I'll take. <laughs> yes. The, the other twos are fine. Yeah. But those were my main suggestions. <laughs> the last thing I was going to say is that you went to Duke, or you go to Duke currently? Currently. Right? I went to the University of Maryland, so we are technically rivals. Oh, I don't follow sports, so I don't we're really friends, either. Technically, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's funny. Actually, Duke has a lot of rivals because I hear stuff like that from a, a lot of people, yeah. and they don't all go to the same schools. So I stopped trying to keep up. I'm like, I what have did actually. Duke do? Everyone like, wants have, Duke to be their rival. They're like, they have so many enemies. <laughs> we're in no, Ivy that's... League. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's 100% true. I feel like when I went there, I heard the same thing. People would be like, Duke doesn't give a fuck about Maryland. We're like, what? Oh we're God. like, a our whole thing is like hating ship? Duke. That's like that's funny. funny. <laughs> I feel like I have a lot of those. So yeah. <laughs> Julia, you're on our podcast. The least you could have done has been like, yeah, you're right. It's such a big rivalry. Really yeah. <laughs> I can't speak to that. I don't. But I can speak to having one-sided enemy ships. I can <laughs> declare a lot of people my rivals that don't give a shit about me. So. I love it. I will say it put such a sense of insecurity in me about my home team versus rivals that I recently asked one of my friends who's a Steelers fan whether or not the Steelers actually hate Baltimore as much as we think they do. She did confirm that rivalry. They do. Uh, they do. See, this They're is very similar cities. This is also just unrelatable to me and Lucy because our rival college and college 
College, college and college. It was much less about sports. And by that, I mean, mm. it was 0% about sports. It was more about how would you describe it? Who is the better liberal arts school and which college has a higher drug use rate and suicide rate amongst their student body? Mm-hmm. Wow. Both Yikes. read. Read wins both of those. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. Quite measure up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Congrats, guys. It sounds miserable to work. Go to your yeah, school. Yeah, they were the most. <laughs> no, not their school. Not, not yours. School. No, not yours. The other school. They won the most the emo school. Tumblr teen award. So. Are you serious? <laughs> I mean, no. That's an actual award? <laughs> Mara's like, I didn't hear about that. I follow that award very closely, and I never heard I know, about like, Reed winning it. That seems really, that seems right up my alley. How did I not hear about this? Oh, my God. I'm dying. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into Love Island. So we have talked a lot about just TV in general and Love Island in general, but we're about to ask you all some questions about the most current season, which I know may not be the freshest in your mind, but a pod's got to make content. So here we go. <laughs> Let us know if you need any reminders because it is still very seared into our minds. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we will start with just a very basic question of like, what are your overall thoughts about season nine of Love Island UK? Okay. I am just jumping right in because I did rehearse. Like I did think (laughs) about your questions deeply. And because I knew if I didn't think about it, I would have no answers because I don't remember anything. But after re-digesting, I, like, relived the whole hating Kai to loving Kai arc. Yeah. And I was like, that is one of the least, like, that has never happened to me before where someone was just, like, so boring that I couldn't stand them to, like, Mm -hmm. me loving everything he did. I just feel like it was a new type of twist that we haven't seen Mm -hmm. before. That's such a good point, Because it wasn't even a produced twist. It was just that, like, his personality blossomed. No, literally. He somehow redeemed himself. I had this exact, like, every week on the podcast, I would be like, and then Kai does this, and then I'd be like, "Uh, do do I like Kai now? Like, (laughs) I I guess maybe I I love him? (laughs) Yeah. Once he told Olivia, like, no, don't pull me. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear what yeah. you have to say. I was like, that's major. Yeah. So I liked the season overall because especially because I wanted him to win. And also mm. the other thing, Tanya, I think was one of our first truly evil female villains. <laughs> Tanya, Tanya. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I live. That's okay. I just leave. I live for feminism in the sense that I also want female villains. Yeah, representation. Yes. <laughs> no. Support women's rights and women's wrong. wrong. I feel like Tanya mm-hmm. had like the opposite arc of Kai where I started out loving her and then by the end me and Julia would talk about it and Julia would be like I'm just muting her whenever she comes on because I just <laughs> can't hear her spiral and like in her insanity. Uh-oh. So after around the time after I think Martin left, I just muted her every time she came on because I couldn't couldn't listen to them pretend like they like were in Mm. love or something. I mean, I think they're still together based on like my Google search, Mm -hmm. but 
yeah, no, it just made me cringe too hard. Like the oof. whole, I remember yeah. like movie night was when I was really done with her. I was like, was that the night that she made the speech? No, no. Movie night was crazy. But for me, the unredeemable was the speech where Martin found out they kissed in front yeah. of everyone. Mm-hmm. Like the level of yeah. just like disrespect. And I heard him on podcasts after it, it gave a lot more context to his behavior because I thought mm-hmm. he was very well behaved. But there were a few times where he came across a little poorly and it made a lot more sense because he was like having conversations with her being like, just tell me. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. I definitely believe that she wasn't straight up with him. Yeah. Because she was never really straight up with Shaq. Right. So. Yeah. Lose any other overall thoughts? I feel like mine were actually kind of specific for overall. No, Sorry. no, no, no. They weren't. It was about the, the journey that you went on yes. over the course of a yeah. season with two Islanders. I think those are great takes. Um, I feel like. Another person I hated was Olivia, of course. Mm-hmm. And she, at first, she was, like, kind of funny and dramatic. And I was like, maybe she's going to be, like, this season's Ekin. But she was, yeah. like, mm-hmm. all of the drama, but, like, so serious and unfunny and unlikable that it was, like, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yes. I will give her credit for saying I'm not the oldest in the village. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. I don't even remember that. When Claudia came in, she was like, "Oh." She said like something about I'm the oldest in the village instead of villa. <laughs> That's going down for me in history. Yeah, yeah Olivia was a lot. I and also not theory, a lot. And I want to take a moment while I'm on air to air this theory because <laughs> it's not based in much. Platform it. My cousin sent me a DM of like her story and someone asked her a question and she responded, my dad's the CEO X, like of Love Island or of ITV. <laughs> really? But I was like, wait, sorry, Olivia? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's a joke. That's definitely a joke. But is she funny enough to make that joke? I think she's serious. She's known to be a I mean, serious woman. The thing about I mean, her is this. I think she has, like, BPD or something. So maybe she... Oh, my theory was very different. <laughs> my theory was that she's a nepotism cast... And that's why she's so old, because this is the last possible year they could stick her in, and they finally gave in and did it. Okay, I Googled it. It was a joke. I, Damn it. it. A joke. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. But she has, like, wow. been on Love Island before in, like, those yes. extras scenes. Yes, And I just feel that. like she's been lurking around, and they're like, okay, she's, like, 27, 28. We'll give it to her, because it's her last year. Actually, she's 27. If she was 28, she still would have been the oldest in the village when Claudia came in. Exactly. 27. (laughs) Something that I do love about Olivia is she just looks so British. Like, the way that she styles herself with, like, the light Mm. pink lip and, like, the slicked-backed hair (laughs) and, like, the eyeliner. Just something about it. It's just, like, giving a British woman from the UK. (laughs) And I love to see that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, her hair was very, like, 
this is my choice. Like, this is my look. Mm-hmm. And I'm sticking with it. Yes. When I did my Love Island photo shoot in Costa Rica with my sister-in-law, she put her hair up as an ode to Olivia. <laughs> Love it. I also feel like another character or person, real <laughs> human being, human. Um, <laughs> that... I liked at first, but then really rubbed me the wrong way was Casey. Because, mm-hmm, like, same. when he first came in, mm. and I was like, oh, he's really cute. And I guess it was Lana was kind of being uh, maybe not shitty, but he was just like not finding love. <laughs> he was a little bit victimized by Lana and that whole love triangle. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And then, like, with Claudia and then the whole Casa Amor thing, like, that girl that, I forget her name, but they were clearly so much more... Cynthia. Cynthia. Like, so much more compatible. She was, like, so much cooler than Claudia. And then, I don't know. He just Mm. really rubbed me the wrong way towards the end. So... Mm. You're Same. not alone in that feeling. Yeah. No, the the highest downloaded episode that Mara and I have ever done, the one that we disagree, was the one where we really came to a head about her <laughs> loving Casey and me hating Casey. Really? Mm. He's a really, yeah. he's a toughie. Yeah. So because of that, we try to now fight on every episode for the download. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stand staunchly in the middle because I thought that a lot of times his behavior came across like really well, like very level headed. Yeah. And so that impressed me and kind of clouded my judgment of him when he started acting up. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. And I would say that I'm in the middle, too, because I definitely recognize like the ways in which he came across very poorly to people and why they don't like him. But I'm also like, I don't know. Was it that bad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I don't know. He didn't like tell anyone he loved them and then fuck somebody else and get back together with them. <laughs> okay, well, it those are our standards. <laughs> I'm, kidding. Are I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Who is your guys' favorite Islander of the season? Mine is Maya Jama because she's the hottest. <laughs> she's the hottest. Every single time she came in, I thought she was a bombshell. Did you guys yeah. have that experience? Every no. time. I was like, oh, hi, you're, you should be in like a museum somewhere. Like every yeah. outfit, every everything was the most gorgeous, stunning, amazing thing I've ever seen. And I was literally like, oh my God, bombshell at the recoupling every time. <laughs> <laughs> bombshell enters the fire pit. Um, <laughs> I was so surprised that none of the Islanders tried to like match with her or like hit on her even. I was like, are you kidding me? But maybe okay, so I thought I thought that would happen in the beginning, not like necessarily during the season, but mm-hmm. I was like, they always have a host that's either like married or older, older than them. Mm-hmm. And she's 28 and single. And I was like, how is this going to work? But I feel like she ended up doing a really good job of staying like keeping herself above them. She did feel very <laughs> elevated and not mm-hmm. I mean, unless untouchable you know, when she was walking in, but then. <laughs> Right. No, she did feel a little bit untouchable to me. Yeah. 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 True. My favorite Islander, it's... I just feel like Kai, but that's crazy. Like, I just don't... I can't even really say that. 
And it also <laughs> is hard because Will really broke my heart and yeah. was my favorite. Even at the, mm. everyone was cringed out by him at the beginning, and I was obsessed. Same. And then yeah. I just feel like Jesse is so special. Maybe Jesse could be a fave. Jesse is so special, and like. It's embarrassing to not be able to not kiss someone for three days when you're a hundred percent sure that the other person is obsessed with you. Like that's that's yeah. a that. Did on. it take Will three days to kiss Jesse? Or um, oh wait, actually he kissed that girl on the first day, so it took him one Casa. day, and then he had two days to right. cry about it. Oh, oh, you guys are talking about Casa. Okay, wait. So I, I actually yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask about Will because. Before the season started, we were texting. I was texting. Maybe Mara and I were both texting Lucy um, for pod advice. <laughs> and you were like, I know of Farmer Will on TikTok. Like, yes. it'll be very interesting to see him on this season. And what I remember you saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I also want to hear your updated thoughts, was I don't think he's going to do well on the season because I think all the girls will be too shallow for him. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah I mean... I feel like he's just so goofy and, like, very lanky, and I n- know the girls might want more of, like, a footy player or something like that. <laughs> but, more of a Tom. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I feel like that's true. Like, not a lot of girls were into him, and, like... He would have been fucked without Jesse. I know. Yeah. I know. He got really lucky. Yeah. So how did you end up feeling about him? I mean, I, I never got back on board, honestly. Yeah. I, and not because I think it's so bad to kiss someone. I just feel like Jesse is so precious. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I felt that way, too. Like, I was like, come on with the Casa thing. Like, I feel like he didn't even really like that girl. It was an ego boost. Yeah, it was an mm-hmm. ego thing, and I was – that's a big turnoff. Like, ego stuff is a big exactly. turnoff for me. And yeah. I also yeah. had been tricked well, into – Well, then you should not go on this show. <laughs> well, the thing was, Will seemed not like other guys. <laughs> and so I, I got tricked into thinking that he wasn't going to be like that, and then he was like that, and that's what broke my heart. Yeah. And then after Jess mm-hmm. it, That's what broke Jesse's heart. Yeah. And it was kind of like sad and pathetic afterwards and I feel like similar to I Julia. think that was the real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so then it just circles back to like I guess Kai was the least disappointing. Mm, I, I think Shaq was the least disappointing person. Shaq, no, I could not stand his behavior in the beginning of the season. I know oh. he was wronged by Tanya, but he was I did not like him at the beginning of the season. What about at the end? I felt bad for him, but it's again like if that's what he wants for himself, then yeah. Say more about what you disliked about Shaq in the beginning. He of the was season. so he. <laughs> I no, he moved too fast. Like I get that they're there twenty four seven, but he was intense. And do you remember when Tanya got the ick because he kept being like super? aggressive or like controlling and stuff like i was think it that's... the cooking thing the dishes thing with ron that fight or i the don't know thing? i think it was oh, like the kissing s- thing the yeah i just remember thing. being on her side for a bunch of those arguments pre-casa mm. yeah yeah and i felt like tanya was so chill in the beginning like when Shaq asked her if it was fine to pursue talking to 
what's her face? I forget her name. Zara. Zara. And she was like, yeah, that's fine. I was like, wow. Like in the beginning, it did seem like Tanya was extremely cool and normal and Shaq was like doing too much. But then it mm-hmm. it flipped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely flipped. <laughs> okay. Luce, who did you answer? Who I know that's a hard question, but Kai is Julia's favorite Islander. Who was your ultimate overall favorite islander besides Maya Gemma I mean I really liked Kai and Sanam as a couple they're very sweet mm-hmm. oh favorite islander that's so hard yeah I feel like it's kind of like who did I dislike Hate the least, least. <laughs> yeah 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 maybe Sanam or Kai or both of them Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. Okay. What about you guys? Okay. <sighs> I think Ari said she's uh, a Shaq fan. I am. Yeah, Ari's a Shaq. I, I'm kind of with you guys where I didn't really love everybody mm-hmm. because it was hard to love people. <laughs> it's hard to, um, to love. It's hard to love. <laughs> it's hard to love people, you know? <laughs> People let you down, and then it's hard to get close to them. I've got my walls up. (laughs) Um, I guess, I mean, Will always made me laugh. I liked the, like, general vibe of the Three Musketeers. I also think that I will say Mara and I ended up forgiving Will for his transgressions and, like, loved him again by the end of the season. I think that he handled it very well with Jesse when he came back. Yeah, my thing is that it was so embarrassing like Lucy and I said it's just like I can't respect like I can't get behind him anymore because it's like oof that was just embarrassing not that he did something so bad that it's unforgivable yeah yeah I just feel like that's what Casa is I love the couples that don't experiment in Casa I'm sorry I just do I think it's cute I (laughs) (laughs) I feel like for me, I definitely got the ick of Will and Jesse after the whole Casa aftermath, but that doesn't always happen. Like, I feel like with um, Sammy and um, what's Tom. Tom, like Tom hooked up or kissed someone <laughs> in Casa, but I feel like to me, they redeemed themselves as a couple and I was like on board with them again by the end. So I feel like it can yeah. happen. I feel like yeah. Tom was a problematic fave of mine. Same. So <laughs> yeah. Mara did say at the end of the season that Tom was her MVP. Really? Yeah. He had a similar Only- arc to Kai where like we hated mm-hmm. him at the beginning and then ended up loving him. But I I'm back like, yeah. to hating him, just FYI. I didn't feel like I hated him so much as like he could not express himself Mm -hmm. and it Mm -hmm. was like what like he couldn't get any points across at all and I think he doesn't know himself (laughs) yeah I I think the reason I made him MVP I mean I know the reason I made him MVP was because I felt like he like somehow played the game well enough even even though like he shouldn't have played it that well, mm-hmm. he was kind <laughs> of like he had like a playing. big turnaround. <laughs> he survived, right? It somehow, yeah, he survived it. Yeah, yeah, yeah He's exactly. A He's a survivor. I mean, yeah, yeah. I feel like the thing that I liked about him was that, well, he was so quiet and boring and giving nothing for the longest time, 
And then Mm -hmm. he met Sammy, and he really liked her, and he was acting so different towards her than any of the other girls. And I was like, wow, he just met someone that, like, he can really be his self around and he really likes. And I feel like that's, like, a nice Mm -hmm. quality. Like, if I were in Sammy's place, I would like seeing that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So the reason you had asked us who our favorites were, the reason that Shaq was my favorite Islander, even though I know that he had some problematic... Um, behavior at the beginning of the season is because I think especially coming off of season eight and you guys know this about me but I worked in like violence prevention and gender-based violence for a long time there was so much toxicity with the boys on season eight and I had never seen in every single season of the show a boy stand up to the other boys about their treatment of the girls mm-hmm. the way that I saw Shaq yeah. stand up to the boys. And I was like, That's this so is a, like this is beyond the show. Like this is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, those two just broke a lot of like those barriers. Like she was the first female villain. And he I remember that moment. I was like. He's definitely the first guy who ever stood up to the other guys. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Who was, in your opinion, the most toxic Islander of the season? We might, we might know based on your Tanya tirade. (laughs) But I want to know. I'm going to hit it with Tanya for sure. But I liked it. I was on board. I was on board. I wanted her to go and switch in Casa and stay with that person. Yeah, same. Mm, I did yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like down for her to be a little bit toxic, but Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Tanya and Olivia, like I feel like Tanya was toxic in a way that was actually impacting like her relationship and maybe Olivia was just like toxic in a way that wasn't as impactful, but I just loved how delusional she was about the smallest things. Like, I just, I always, I don't know if you remember this, but there was some challenge where Sammy, like, knocked something over, some water over with, like, her elbow, and it spilled on Olivia, and then Olivia was, she was out to get her. She obviously has a problem with me. Uh, Sammy has a problem with me. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just always stuff like that. And she reminded me a lot of my old roommate who was really paranoid about our neighbors. (laughs) But that's another story. (laughs) Wait, Mara, before we move on, can you say she obviously has a problem with me in your Olivia voice? (laughs) Yes, I'll try. Oh, my God. I feel like the last time I tried to do it, I fucked it up. Um, Okay, let me... She obviously has a problem with me. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say... It might have had too much tone, too much inflection. Yeah, it wasn't. It was that's best. actually a good point. You've it done better in, in the past. Yeah. <laughs> she obviously has a problem with me. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Take the life out of it. Yes. Now do it again, but this time your dad is the CEO of Love Island. Just kidding. I love this. Is this an acting class? Yes. <laughs> okay, so most shock. What was your guys' most shocking moment of the season? Mm, I feel like maybe Will and Casa. 
that was pretty shocking to me. Mm. I don't know if this was the most shocking, but the whole thing with Ron, Lana, and Rosie was really confusing, mm. <laughs> and I had to rewind. Yeah, to there was out like what yeah. There was a, so much back and forth about that online too, oh, and yeah. like people hated people were divided. Rosie, but people were very divided. Very. And Mara and I like saw Rosie's perspective a lot more yeah. than the general public. I would say. Wait, was that yes. the whole situation where, as the audience, we knew the truth, but everyone mm-hmm. was like saying it wrong, and like it almost never got resolved. It was like. Is Not really. I feel like, no. Okay, so the situation that we're talking about was when Rosie had had her conversation with Casey where she felt really, like, validated and better about their relationship. And then she went to talk to Ron and Lana about it and was like, hey, like, just had this conversation and I'm feeling so much better. And Ron was like, well, you just really, like, need to, you know, pay attention. It seems like he just wants to hang out with his friends and not you. And, like, it's not going to work on the outside if he's not spending time with you in here. And, like, everyone was like, well, Ron was just giving her advice, but it's like, she clearly wasn't going into that conversation asking for advice. She was going into that conversation to like conversation to share good news from her perspective. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm on the other side of that. I swear oh. I could I could swear she was like coming for advice. I don't yeah, think so. No, what did was... what did you think, Lucy? You've seen it multiple times, Miss Rewatch. Oh, yeah. Rewatch. Well, I I had to go back because I was confused about how people oh, were right. reacting to it online. But Basically, it seemed like she was talking to Lana, trying to talk. It's like when you're trying to talk to your friend and their boyfriend is like there. That was kind of the vibe. And so it did. I feel like she was asking for advice, but she didn't want to hear what Ron had to say about it, kind of. And I feel like he was being a little harsh. But then the thing that confused me was like when... Ron talked to Casey about it and like made it seem like Rosie was lying. Then mm-hmm. that was when I watched it back and I was like, I can kind of see both sides of it, but it seems like Rosie was telling the truth and that she yes. got kind of. I think everyone was telling their truth. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think, I think Ron felt innocent and like that he was part of the conversation and giving his own advice and treating her like a friend. And I think she doesn't see him like a friend. So she didn't want to hear it. It was something like that. Like everyone was like not lying, but not agreeing on what happened either. Yeah. And actually when Lucy just said that thing about like, when you try to talk to a friend and their boyfriend is there, this reminded me of, I feel like an age old issue and like heterosexual relationships that I've experienced in most women in my life who are with men have experienced where when you bring a problem up to your male partner you just like want to vent and be validated and they're looking for a solution and I know this is a little bit Ron apologist of me but I wonder if there was some of that going on yeah oh I'm full Mm. Ron apologist oh god okay (laughs) uh oh (laughs) (laughs) we gotta get Rod on here yeah I mean what would the podcast be if we all agreed that would be like last time right (laughs) 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 Uh, okay wait 
Wait, Julia, did you give your most shocking moment of the season? I don't know why I keep getting so lost. I will agree that that probably threw me off. Like, I felt like I was being gaslit. But I, <laughs> yeah. I can't think of one right now, so I guess it's not shocking enough. Shock me yeah, more. It was kind of an unshocking season. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, season 10. Let's have some shocking moments. I feel like one thing that the opposite of shocked me was like it wasn't that sexual like I feel like usually it's more raunchy Mm -hmm. than it was this season yeah I feel like that's been kind of a slow decline oh wait Julia I'm actually curious about your take on this because you've seen every season you know how they used to have like all of those code words like literally every single morning debrief with the girls and the boys would be like in code Mm mm-hmm how far did you get in bed last night? Yeah, like I we feel went like that salon. And <laughs> yes, I got, got a, a manicure. Yes. Yeah, there was the nail salon. There was like the, the Dubit Society. S- yeah, the what? boys had soccer, like football, like yes. hitting goals or like running. I don't know. I don't know football terms. <laughs> What we've heard is that, like, the Islanders in the past have struck deals with the producers that if they don't openly talk about having sex on the show, that the producers won't show them having sex on the show, which is, like, ridiculous because they do show them having sex on the show. But it's been a big thing in the past that they've had, like, code words, and they started it this season. There was, like, one or two episodes where they had, like, some, like, oh, I'm, like, a five-star general and then, like, some other thing. <laughs> but then it totally disappeared. What is – do you have you noticed that? I did notice that. And I also say, let's bring back the days where people were fucking on top of the sheets. <laughs> yes. Have you guys seen that season? Now that's a shocking moment. <laughs> of course. We've seen them all. Are you talking about Terry and that yes, other girl? And like That was Malin. fucking insane. Well, it was Mal- Malin was his ex. It, the girl was probably like Malin was in the room. Emily or Emma or something. Oh, like that. Yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Um, oh my yeah. god. He left that was crazy. He left Malin for for insane. some other girl. She was like Lucy or Lucy, I don't know if you know this scene. I probably have explained it to you before, but she thought that they wouldn't air it if they weren't under the covers and she also oh. wanted to like stick it to the ex, I think. You did tell me, yeah. And so they just blurred in wow. like that's horrible god yeah <laughs> yeah i i think i think love island has grown so much in viewership and people make careers based off of being on it that they don't want to do something like that they can't take back in terms of like being too sexual i feel yeah um, like we're past the point of people kind of forgetting that they're on tv while yeah they're on the show. and they're not drinking anymore like yes mm-hmm. yeah but yeah. then i feel like I miss those days. the times that they did talk about having sex it was like so casual it was like i feel like it was like jesse and tanya maybe being like oh did you mm-hmm. have sex and they were like yeah oh so did I okay yeah cool and then like they never talked about it again I was like that's kind of I funny. know it's just they're yeah. not showing us like we don't get to see it yeah mm, but that right. conversation was crazy because that never happens like not in code they both literally were like yeah we slept together I don't even know if I'd ever seen that on the show before I probably have but. oh right I see what you mm-hmm. mean yeah I mean it's annoying because they're all constantly having sex with each other in those rooms together they air the show as if the only time they ever do have sex is when they're in their hideaway yeah and it's like 
I think they're trying to like make the hideaway this like sacrimonial kind of place. <laughs> oh my god, the ritual when they go into the hideaway it's has gotten so more weird. and more and more intense. Yeah. It literally yeah. has started creeping me out. Wait, yeah. okay, I'm so confused. I also feel like the ritual has gotten less intense. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like they're like I remember there being like a reveal, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. but it's the marching all the way to the other side <laughs> to of the, the door <laughs> and like lining up in rows, like right, it's, like, right, creepy. I think, and they, it's like it's like a rite, like a like a right. ritual passage, and I'm like, right, it's like a rite of passage. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, mm, I don't like. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. I- but I feel yeah. like, random side note, not shocking, but pre- probably like my favorite moment that I've rewatched multiple times is Will in the Hideaway. The way it's edited, every clip he has more accessories or different accessories, <laughs> and you can yes. tell he was just having the best time ever with all of the yeah. like costumes. I know yes. he just wants to dress up and play games. So yes, funny. yes. Yeah. Okay, well, you saying that they used to be way drunker, I think, is a great segue into our last question, which mm-hmm. yeah. um, a lot of people have answered uh, in the past that they should give them more alcohol. But the question is, if you were a Love Island producer or the CEO of Love Island, however you would like to think about this, <laughs> the queen, what change, the que- if you were Maya Jama, <laughs> <laughs> What change would you make or what twist would you introduce? And obviously there can be more than one. Mm, I want to see Casa people be on a season like together, like recycle those people. Mm. There's a lot of people that I wanted more from that like were intriguing, but just didn't find love connections. Mm -hmm. Mm. And I feel like they go through so much effort of casting them and picking out great people that it's a shame that they were only there for like two days. That's and I've been, I've been saying that, so that's why I was ready. I feel like I just really want to see... Like, there's, like, certain class of people I want back. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like Martin who? was so sweet. I want him back. And Lydia, so oh, gorgeous. <laughs> Literally. Lydia. So beautiful. Okay, yeah, should we stunning. tell them the Martin tea? Yeah, we got to tell you guys the Martin tea. Yeah. Sorry to do this to you. He was talking about the movie night situation and how Shaq was like out front of the villa crying Mm -hmm. and Martin made a comment to the effect of Shaq wasn't crying because he was upset with what he saw with Tanya he was crying because I told him that I could fuck her if I wanted to something like that no he said he told Shaq that he would fuck Tanya better than he could is that what it was oh shit Maybe he said it out of anger, but if that's the case, he got away with it. That wasn't on the show. He didn't need to bring that up in a podcast and villainize himself. Yeah, because right. he he probably has, like, a big ego. Like, he probably just thinks that, like, do you know what I mean? Like, he probably was bragging or something. So it was, it was a good podcast, actually. It was, like, really interesting. Like, he said a lot of stuff. Maybe I'll have to go back and listen to that, actually. Mm-hmm. Maybe Julia should be our field reporter. She's out there. I yes. Yeah, I listen. Oh, my God, please. <laughs> Wait, can you just, like, start texting me things that people yeah, say on literally. podcasts? This is too much work for two full, fully employed Yeah, when this <laughs> season to... starts, I'll be um, competitor pod correspondent. Okay. Excellent. 
Love oh my it. god, amazing. We could have you on for competition pod corner. I love that. <laughs> it's funny too, because when you listen to them, your mind changes like four times. Yes. Or they're saying something you disagree with and you're like, ah. Yeah. Lucy, what would you change if you were a producer? Oh, I mean, I've always been saying by Love Island, and I know they're going to do it eventually. Love Island. <laughs> Love Island. They did oh, yeah. one time. One girl really? paired up with another girl. Sophie. Oh, yeah. yeah. I heard we about talk that. about that all the time. Yeah. But I think everyone should be by. <laughs> this is a, also a very common answer. Everyone is like, just yeah. make it more queer, and I'm on yeah. board. Yeah. I think it would be hard to cast, like... If if they weren't all bi, then it would be, like, really confusing if there were, like, strictly gay couples and strictly hetero yeah. couples. Because how mm-hmm. would you know, like, what who to bring in next? Mm-hmm. It would yeah. make the math wonky, but it's, like, it's your job to make this show work, and it is arbitrary anyway, so do it. Yeah, and, yeah, these love That's connections, true. I mean, right. so they're not all that deep. So, like, they could just have a love connection for the season. Yeah. Right. That's true. Okay, so we're going to move into our next segment called High Tea. Where we will be discussing a little piece of news and we'll just get you guys' takes on it. Yeah. I'm curious about your takes on this because I feel like we didn't get too much into Ron and Lana. And I'm going to just chat with you guys briefly about a YouTube video that Ron made on April 23rd. um, So about like five or six weeks after they got out of the villa called Life After the Villa and What Now? Okay, and then we'll just discuss as I go through. So he starts by being like, I can't believe I have a YouTube channel. A lot of this is just like him. It's a little interesting. It's like him grappling with being an influencer. Mm, So difficult. That's what he wanted. Wow, 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 wow. (laughs) Poor baby one. (laughs) I have so much money now. (laughs) I'm famous. (laughs) Okay. Clearly, maybe you can already tell how we feel about Ron. So he starts off by being like, I'm just a normal bloke, but now people recognize me. It's so weird. He says they've been out for five to six weeks, and he feels like he's jumped into a whole new world, and he wants people to tell him what they want to see from him. He's like, tell me how to do this new job. I am inept. (laughs) He talks about golf and how much he loves golf and that Uh, he wants to try to change people's minds about golf being fun. What? Oh my god, Ron, no one gives a fuck. Ron is already like the most, like Ron and Lana are so boring. I feel like that's why we didn't talk about them. And I'm like, of course he plays golf. That's classic. (laughs) Oh my, he posted a selfie of him and Luca from season eight at the golf course. And I was like, this is my nightmare blunt rotation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Any association with Luca, that just makes you completely bad in my books. Agreed. Yeah. So he's like, lots of content with golf, lots of content with Lana. He wants to get her out in a buggy driving around and he'll, quote, let her take a few shots. And then he says, I'll be honest, I'm not expecting big things from her, but I think it will be funny. Hmm. He, does he hate her? I 
I think he just hates women. I think he hates women. Yeah. He hates women. Mm -hmm. I feel like Ron unedited or unproduced, rather, is something I can't handle. (laughs) I feel like the producers made him look not so bad. Mm, you think the producers made him look better than he was and right because like they people villainized still him. hated him but i kind of like empathized with him in a few points like or a lot of times did not think he was that bad and i was like mm-hmm. missing something about it do you know like, what i mean like do you have an example of that like when they were all flipping out over him <laughs> doing chores and stuff it's like i wish i would have <laughs> seen the first five times they asked you know what I mean? Sure. Okay, see, Lucy has lived with me, so she knows that I would have been Shaq in that scenario. Like, this is our chore. We, why the fuck are you the only one not doing dishes? Yeah, he was, like, I'm sure valid in the, well, maybe not sure, but, like, I can see it being a valid response, but I didn't think, like, Ron looked that bad but i can what you're describing that video sounds unpalatable like (laughs) yeah i mean i thought ron was pretty bad like i i'm not a ron (laughs) apologist and i just i don't know (laughs) something about the way he is like how he walks around with his mouth agape all the time i just really (laughs) 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 oh He's talking about what his life is like right now. And he's like, the obvious difference is that I'm known and it's weird. He's like, you guys show me so much love. It's so weird. I find it so strange, but I kind of love it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then he says that meeting him makes people's day. Mm. (laughs) It makes people's day just to have met me. And I'm happy to do it. Oh, my God. Uh, Wow. Wow. I'm like where I mean maybe it's <laughs> Julia but I'm like where are all of these Ron fans <laughs> no they're out there oh my god it's they're me. in our fucking comments they're in our comments they're on the podcast oh shout out Rod I hope you're listening Rod. we're talking about you the first Wait, interview we did haters? was with a Ron apologist <laughs> oh. no he's yeah. actually my friend he's actually okay. my friend no just defenders of Ron no but we we do have we don't have well we do have one hater someone gave us a yes. one star review that's how you know you've made it it's true mm-hmm. we have a lot more five stars so it's yeah. okay wait loose does vocally fried have any one star reviews yeah we d- we definitely do <laughs> from people who just like not winning hate hate vocal fried true. yeah <laughs> they're like their voices are unlistenable it's like that's the fucking boy <laughs> So he says that being out of the villa, the best part about being out of the villa is that he has control over his own days and he can choose when to eat, sleep and use the toilet, which I was like, I mean, I know that they have like one toilet for all of the Islanders, but I was like, is there a schedule? They have more than one. That made me think. I've always heard there's one. No, I've heard there's more than one. Well, it probably depends on the villa. I heard that recently. Okay. There was more than one. Still insane. I think there might only be like three, but I mean, that's insane. Ron says that he feels privileged to go to events like movie premieres and charity football events. 
And then he says, I almost feel unemployed, but I'm 24-7 working. I have to be constantly thinking of new ideas, and I'm really not that creative, and I struggle with coming up with ideas. <laughs> this yeah. whole video was so funny. I like It, it oh was almost God. unwatchable. It was almost unwatchable. He's going to have a really hard time being an influencer. Okay, then. well, here are his four main ideas about what he wants to make content about. Why did he share my ideas, <laughs> like, videos I might make? What? Dude, I... It's uh, he seems to have some some things he needs to figure out with himself and his new PR person. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, he wants to make videos about golf and sport. Okay. okay. Oh my god. Number two, he says, obviously I'm disabled. I don't see that myself that way, but I technically am. And there needs to be constant honesty about living with disability and mental health. And I was like, yes, Ron, that's your niche. Do that. That's his niche for sure. Do that. But I'm sure he won't. He'll just make a million videos about golf and laughing at Lana. (laughs) Yeah. Number three, he wants to talk about money and how to save and invest for your future. Mm. And Jason Tardick. Yeah, like Jason Tardick of Love Island. Number four, me and Lana. Content with her is the best. And then he says, well, neck and neck with golf content, I admit. Oh my god! I hate him so fucking much. But he wants <laughs> he wants to do challenges, and he says that he wants people to tell them what to do. Literally, this entire video is him just being like, "I have a platform. I have right. absolutely nothing to contribute. So, like, please tell me what to do." To like, I, I yeah. seriously, it's like a call for help. <laughs> Doesn't he have like a PR manager now or something? You would think he should. You would think. Okay, and then he says, I don't want to do Q&As all the time. People do them all the time. And I don't think I mentioned this, but in the beginning of the video, he was talking about, like, what people want to see from him based on the Q&As he's been doing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. guys, I was dying. I promise this is almost (laughs) over. What he wants is conversations. If people have in-depth questions about the villa, as much as he hates it because he thinks it's boring, he'll have that conversation. (laughs) That's okay. Wow. Golf's not boring, boring but the only reason he's <laughs> famous is exactly right. right. The fucking television show that he was on is boring. Oh, uh, he's Jesus just like Christ. trying to pretend like he's above it, and it's like you wouldn't right. be making this video if you hadn't been on the show. A hundred percent. Okay, and then again, wow. he says that he wants to give, or he wants people to give him guidance. Clearly. <laughs> And he wants to bring people along on his journey and his new life. He says, quote, I'm very thick skinned, but I don't care. And I don't care about hate. I'm very blessed and that I don't get a lot. Really? I feel like he gets a lot of hate. (laughs) I feel he got a lot of hate. I think he's extremely disconnected and confused. (laughs) Summary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, you ready for the end? <laughs> oh, God. I'm ready. He says, I know it's painful to sit and watch a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And the whole time in this video, he's like sitting on a pool table. So he's like, I should have probably played pool or something during this video, but I was worried it was going to mess up the audio. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he ends it by saying, like, subscribe, all that tosh. Speak soon. Wow. Okay, clearly Ron is not a YouTube boy. No. No, Clearly Ron is not meant to be famous. No, definitely not. Yeah. And in like a certain context, that would really endear me to someone. 
But with him, it makes me hate him more. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, any final thoughts from our beloved guests? I'm so happy that the four of us were able to make this happen and hop back on. Yeah, this was fun. It was really cool to see. This is my first pod, so it was cool to see how it goes. Nice. (laughs) A little BTS. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I guess that I'll just end by saying like, subscribe, all that tosh. <laughs> Speak soon. We know it's, we know it's so soon. boring. It's so boring to listen to a podcast. I know it's so <laughs> painful so to listen to a podcast. So if you guys could write in and just tell us exactly what you want us to do on this podcast, um, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys a lot yeah. for being on here. Thanks for having thank us. You. Of course. And everyone go listen to Vocally Fried wherever you get your podcasts. I saw that the Broadway star episode dropped. Yes. on my docket to listen to. Ooh. I'll have to take a listen. Yeah. Okay. I love you all so much. Thanks so much. And we cannot wait to chat next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us at She's Got the Chat on Instagram and TikTok. Rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Can't wait to chat next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.